Hello and welcome to the Grow CFO Show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I've got the founder of Grow CFO, Dan Wells, with me. And since this is the very first episode of the Grow CFO Show, I thought it would be appropriate for Dan and I to have a chat and talk about what Grow CFO is all about, what we're all about, and what we're aiming to do. So, Dan, welcome to our very own podcast. Thank you, Kevin. It's great to chat today and really looking forward to telling people more about Grow CFO. So, Dan, I think the place to start, and you were setting CFO up, Grow CFO up, before we ever met. So, I think, Dan, tell, tell our listeners um, a bit about your background and your, your career history and how you got to the point that you were going to start off with Grow CFO. Sure. Well, I was previously in the big four accountancy firms for around about 20 years. Um, I spent the last four years as an equity partner. Um, and I was constantly out in the marketplace talking to CFOs of, of very exciting businesses. And I, I kept finding the same thing. Um, CFOs would always want to know from me what, what all of their peer groups were doing in the marketplace. So whenever we talk about a topic, they would say to me, well, Dan, you, you've spoken to lots of different companies all day, every day, and what are they doing? So it just struck me that actually what the finance leader community really needed was an easy way of collaborating together because there's so much knowledge and experience combined within that community. Um, which is ironic, actually, because often CFOs feel very, very lonely in their role. Um, and so, so what I wanted to do was to create an online portal whereby we could connect all these finance leaders together to really help one another, either by answering one another's questions or by sharing best practice. Yeah, which is a, a really great thing to do. And that, that evolved then, Dan, into the Grow CFO Mighty Network at growcfo.mn.co. Um, so what, what goes on in that mighty network, Dan? Well, actually, a, a lot has happened in the sort of six, seven months since we launched, Kevin. It's, it's incredible, really. Sometimes it's, it's nice to just take a deep breath and, and have a look at everything that's in there because it's all happened so quickly. But, but when we started, it was very much around getting people to collaborate with one another. So... We got lots of members into the portal very early on and, and then we started to organise lots of different events. Um, and we found that there were there were really two types of events out there for people. And the first one was very much around getting experts to come along and talk about areas that they specialise in, which would be relevant to a finance leader. So it could be, for example, an accounting system. It could be around fundraising. It could be around how to sort of manage um, your relationships with the CEO and the board. And, and we found those events really, really helpful. Um, but, but the second thing that really stood out for us was the, sort of the, the objective of the business to try and get the community to collaborate together. So quite often we would do collaborative, collaborative events whereby we would simply come up with an interesting topic, um, either something that's really important to the CFO role and alternatively something which is really hot in the press at the moment. 
and we'd get lots of lots of CFOs around the table and, and ask a series of questions and, and, and really sort of just ask people to share their views and, and have a communication with one another. And, and we found very quickly that, that this led to an awful lot of, of activity and thought leadership building up. And as, as it started to evolve, we wanted to do more than just be an events business. We wanted to start sort of creating white papers in response to the things that the community were telling us that, that were really important. And we saw a, a big opportunity to create polls and surveys within the portal, um, which again, you know, could be easily turned into to really interesting blogs or white papers. And, and, and in addition to that, we, we, we spoke to a lot of people coming through the ecosystem, you know, often referred to as the next generation of finance leaders. And we saw a big opportunity out there to build a, an online training program to help those people acquire all the sort of skills and, and experience that they needed to have a successful career. I think that's the interesting one, Dan, that there's kind of there's two sides to grow CFO. There's there's all of this around getting established CFOs talking to each other, collaborating, sharing best practice. But there's this other piece that's very much about where are the next generation of CFOs getting their skills from? Because you know, a traditional path that's probably taking you auditing a major firm into a junior finance role out in industry to financial controller to maybe head of fpna to head of finance they're all very much functional and back office jobs and they're all looking at the finance results and looking backwards whereas the cfo is very much the strategic business partner with the rest of the c-suite and very much looking forward and that that is a major major change in terms of skills and transitioning from back office to boardroom is not an easy thing to do so i think we're coming up with a solution there actually dan i think we are kevin and it's a, it's a really interesting area because as, as you say that there's kind of two elements to grow cfo there's those people who aspire to be a cfo in the near future and then there's those who are already operating in a cfo role and, and what we're finding for those future CFOs, as we refer to them within the, the Grow CFO network, is that actually, you know, there's a huge gap in the marketplace out there, which, which we're helping them to address. And most of them will be qualified accountants, but actually when they did their, their accounting qualifications, that was probably quite early on in their careers. And, and actually when you look at what they were trained to do, they were very much trained around um, accounting, law, you know, business law, basic tax, um, financial reporting, and really you know, a lot of the kind of historical side of the accounting role. Whereas actually, as they've progressed in their careers and started to get really involved in sort of more senior finance professional roles, they're finding that they need to be a lot more forward facing in particular around being a strategic board member but but also being able to act as a catalyst for change across the organization and there's not really much out there to help people to get that experience and a lot of people sort of talk about how you need the experience to get the job but at the same time you need the job to get the experience and so what we wanted to do is we wanted to try and share all of that combined experience that we have from you know the, the really good quality cfos that we already have within our network and um, into something that would benefit that next generation of finance leaders 
and that's why we've created our future CFOs program. Yeah, and from from my point of view, I I got involved with with Grow CFO because I've got to that point in my career where I've done a lot. I'm at the very senior end before retirement, and I guess I don't want to go to the grave with all of this knowledge that's in my head. And a lot of it comes from a, a consulting career across the last 20 years. Um, like you, was with the big four, um, moved then out into more niche consultancies. But typically, I'd be the finance guy on some sort of change project, a cost project, cost reduction project, or something like that. And I'd be working with the finance guys and the client. And generally, I'd find that the finance team couldn't easily answer the questions that I was asking them and to get the information we needed for the project. And this is, again, linking back to our future, future CFO. The finance function is very much geared up to reporting the monthly result, looking backwards, having that regular drumbeat going on, those internal controls, those reports that come out on a particular day in the month, going to the board, to the board meeting or whatever and talking about those results. It's not talking about the more strategic side of things. It's not really understanding the economics of the business. So my, my drive is very much, can I give something back into the Grow CFO community about all of that sort of stuff? And way back in the past, I was part of the team that put together PWC's balanced scorecard methodology. Um, been in the middle of some major cost reduction exercises and used some very advanced activity-based costing techniques. Um, done a fair bit of zero-based budgeting. And they're, they're interesting exercises that you will do occasionally in your line role, but never on a regular basis. So you, having, having maybe a body of knowledge within Grow CFO you can turn to that, that gives you the, the crib sheet for how to do some of these things is, is something I, I very much want to give to this community. I agree, Kevin. And it's interesting what you said there around wanting to give back to the community because we've been really, really surprised actually and, and impressed by how many experienced CFOs have said the same thing. There's so much combined knowledge and experience out there and a lot of CFOs in the past have, have kind of hit the stage in their career where they're ready to retire and, and then sort of gone on to get involved in other things. But, but they, they've not really had an easy mechanism to be able to share back with the next generation of finance leaders. And certainly we've had an, an awful lot of people come to us and ask you know, how they can contribute because they've been really excited about the project that Grow CFO is looking to fulfill. And you know, when we talk about our objectives about really acting as a voice for the community and being able to make such a positive impact in the finance leader community, and people get really excited about that because I think a lot of them were sort of thinking about that in the back of their minds, but just didn't really know, you know what the right mechanism was for doing so. So, so we get a lot of people come on. I mean, for example, and we have a Monday mastermind session which and each week or sorry each each month or whenever we decide to run it has a star guest who, who is someone who's kind of been there and done it before and what will happen is they will talk about a specialist subject and share knowledge back to the community and then sort of take any questions that people may have on it and we also 
and do a lot within our training course as well. So we have a lot of experienced CFOs who write lessons and produce videos within the future CFOs training course, for example, which again is designed to sort of share all that knowledge back to the community. Interesting, Dan, you mentioned there the, the number of really senior CFOs that we've got. Um, one interesting group has emerged as as the community has grown, and that's the, the community of portfolio CFOs. They mostly tend to be guys at the elder end of their career, highly experienced guys who have perhaps worked most of their life in a single CFO job in corporate and have now said, well, actually, I want to spread this knowledge and be the CFO of two or three or four smaller companies on a part-time basis. Uh, we refer to them as portfolio CFOs because they have a portfolio of clients and actually a very lively group has emerged within Grow CFO of those guys networking with each other and sharing their experiences, sharing their, their issues and helping each other. What we've seen in that community of portfolio CFOs are probably quite a number of younger guys coming along and we've seen a trend for a lot more businesses who could really do with the services of a CFO um, but not be able to afford one full-time so we're, we're anticipating portfolio CFO is something that's a, a very much growing area and something that we're going to see a lot more in the future. That's certainly what I'm seeing as well Kevin I mean we've got about 2,000 members in Grow CFO we, we add around 50 to 100 a week and we're seeing more and more portfolio CFOs um, every week. It's certainly a huge trend in the marketplace at the moment, in, in particular in the sort of the high growth technology sector, where companies are maybe in between wanting a bookkeeper versus being able to afford a full-time CFO. The, the way I break down the community, just to keep things nice and simple, is across four different categories. So the future CFOs, the first-time CFOs, the experienced CFOs who have maybe done at least a couple of different roles um, and then the portfolio CFOs. And I think those four groups are a really interesting group of people to combine together into the portal. And um, certainly you know, a, a portfolio CFO you know, may have anything from a couple of clients up to five or six clients, um, but they'll often have a little bit of spare time as well. Um, and suddenly, you know, we're seeing a lot more portfolio CFOs get involved in the community and, and really want to find out more about the evolving role of the CFO and, and, and understand you know, what kind of skills and experience they, they should be investing in to sort of keep up with the trend in that role and, and really add value to their clients. In fact, our own CFO, Stuart Trude, the CFO of Grow CFO, is a portfolio CFO. And... I'm going to get Stuart on a future episode of the show and we're going to, we're going to talk portfolio CFO with Stuart and uh, find out a lot more about it. But there's another interesting group, Dan, that's emerged and that's, that's our lady members. Indeed. And it's really pleasing to see so many women getting involved in the platform. And when I sort of look at the marketplace stats, unfortunately, women are underrepresented within the CFO community across the wider marketplace. Um, you know, it, it's hard to know the exact number, but I would guess it's somewhere around 15 to 20% of existing CFOs are women. 
Now, obviously, you know, we would like it to be a lot more than that, and, and certainly Grow CFO is trying to do everything we can to support our women's community. And we are very pleased to have around about 500 women members within the community. And we've got a fantastic partnership with the Tool Wall, um, who are a women's executive coaching business and um, run by Helen Cowan. And, and Helen's fantastic. Um, Helen has pulled together a group of coaches that are, are doing fantastic things to support the women's network. Now that'll make another interesting podcast, I think, Dan. I think we'll we'll have Helen on the show and talk in, in a lot more detail about the issues that she's seeing regularly in the community of ladies that are taking on very senior roles and the sorts of things that can be done to support those those needs. Definitely, Kevin. I mean, there's there's been some really interesting early sessions that we've had with a women community. And we've started to identify what some of those sort of key challenges are that people have. And, you know, some, some of them are things that, that probably aren't that surprising, you know, in particular, you know, some of the responsibilities that, that people have in addition to work. Um, some of it's around unconscious bias, which unfortunately exists across most of, of the world at the moment, but, but is starting to get better. Um, and then in addition, you know, there's a lot of challenges around imposter syndrome, um, influencing and really being able to you know, feel comfortable operating in what can often be a male-dominated environment. Um, but certainly, you know, we've had a, a couple of really good sessions already and we've got some, some great plans between now and the new year. So, you know, it's really pleasing to get such feedback from the, the women's community. So it, it looks as though there's some really exciting things coming up to look forward to, Dan. Um, a few other things that we've done in the past few months. Um, you've run a few polls and a few surveys. We certainly have, Kevin. We've, we've talked about a lot of different things over the past few months. Our big survey um, back around Easter time, which we closed early in the summer, was around finance systems because we know that it's just such a big challenge for um, individual CFOs to work out what the right systems are for their business and what kind of approach they should be going for. Um, and in really trying to sort of learn from their peer groups' experiences in such areas. Um, but we've also done some interesting things around you know, what are the, the biggest challenges um, in that sort of technology advocate competency that CFOs require nowadays. And we've asked a lot of people about when they expect finance function processes to become fully automated. Um, and, and we're continuing on a weekly basis to ask more and more questions to the community so that we can provide really sort of value-added insights to people. Yeah, and I, I think that, that finance systems survey is something that probably deserves a full episode to talk about the questions that were asked and the results that came out of it, because there's some really, really interesting stuff in there. I agree, Kevin. I mean, we, we asked... 20 different questions during the survey we had hundreds of people respond which you know, we were really really grateful for it made such a big impact um, and then actually overall we covered 32 different accounting systems that were represented within the survey and um, so really good mix you know the, the majority of them were cloud-based systems as, as tends to be the trend nowadays um, but actually you know there were, there were a lot of legacy systems featured as well um, and, it, and it gave us an opportunity to really understand you know, what the key challenges were 
um, what people were looking to achieve over the next few years. Um, and indeed, you know, very topical at the moment, how well finance functions are set up to be able to access remotely. Indeed. And actually coming out of the survey has been a whole series of Tuesday lunchtime sessions around the future of finance systems. Uh, Chris Treadwell is running those for us. And we, we've covered, I think to date, Dan, there have been nine or ten of those sessions. And we've covered a, a lot of interesting topics from uh, which, which finance system, how do you automate, how do you manage business change. Um, we've gone off into Bitcoin, into um, blockchain, into, all, into, into some fairly specialist areas. And there's a, there's a real core group of people that are particularly interested in that area. So there's a good audience every Tuesday lunchtime when those run. That's right, Kevin. We, we typically get between around say 20 to 30 people per week which you know is a pretty strong recurring group and uh, we normally get around five to ten new faces a week as well which is really nice to see and um, obviously it depends on the topic you know everybody's at a different stage of their finance function journey and um, some people will feel that they're pretty advanced and they're just looking to sort of fill in some tiny cracks that still exist and um, whereas actually others are quite early on within their journey um, and they're really sort of looking more for the basics. So, so we have some really good conversations there. And, and I think for me, you know, it's always around how engaged the, the audience is. And you know, we're proud that we pretty much have everybody attend the entire session and still be there at the end. And we get lots and lots of questions throughout. And um, they're very, very collaborative sessions. And, and it's really good to, to hear people's views and, and examples of what they've done in their own roles as well. And that's actually turning into to quite a body of material in the portal because uh, we're recording each of those weekly sessions and that we've, we've put them onto the portal so that if you're one of our premium members, you can go back and access any, any Tuesday lunchtime session that you missed. Absolutely, Kevin. And you know, there's so many things that people are, are benefiting from um, so as you mentioned you know premium something that's really sort of picked up over the last few months since we introduced it at the start of July and and our members are going back and, and looking at different sessions as and when you know they need to fulfill those types of objectives within their respective organizations so you know, a lot of people are looking at the session around the the finance function survey results and we're getting a lot of people referring to the white papers that we've been writing around the different types of systems and the sort of pros and cons of each one and um, a lot of people are asking us around whether they should be putting in ERPs or, or maybe thinking more around a, a postmodern ERP approach where they effectively integrate different systems together using sort of built-in um, existing market-based integrations so, so we're getting lots of different questions there and you know again we're really proud to be able to you know, keep things nice and simple for people and, and design an approach for them that's just much quicker to implement and and easier to maintain going forward and because i'd like to end dan i'm talking about probably one of my favorite bits of the portal which has got nothing to do with finance whatsoever um we've we've got a partner mark channon who is a world memory champion and Mark has put together a fantastic series of, of sessions on, uh, on high-performance memory, high-performance mental activity. And what he's got there is really, really good. 
I, I personally absolutely love Mark's sessions, and Mark himself is such a lively character to learn from. I agree, Kevin. I mean, the, the thing about Mark, he, he could talk about anything, and, and he's just such an engaging guy. He's you know, fantastic with people and just makes you come out of a session feeling really, really good about yourself, which, you know, as an entrepreneur or a finance leader in itself, that has so much value. Um, but it's, it's interesting because when I first started to work with Mark, you know, we were trying to map out how he could really help the CFO community because Mark's got so many different skills. And, and actually, when we started to look at it, you know, there's so many powerful things coming out of Mark's sessions. And a couple of examples that spring to mind. So, you know, first of all, the ability to remember things. And you know, a CFO is involved in so many different things. Um, and you've got so many different numbers that you need to know and, and have in your head at the right time when you may be challenged during key meetings or you know, when you're communicating with stakeholders. And um, it's also a great way of, of learning how to remember more people's names and, and things that are important to them, which, you know, if you think about the the emotional intelligence EQ side of the CFO role, which you know, is something that's really, really grown in importance in recent decades. You know, they're just so important nowadays. Um, and in addition, Mark's got some great tips for, for giving presentations to people and, and making a big impact, which, you know, for example, in a, in a boardroom or you know, a, a deal process, which you know, a CFO would, would often be involved in. And um, again, that, that can just make such a difference. Absolutely. And I loved sitting into, uh, Mark did a, a early morning webinar for us a few weeks ago, and it was all about remembering people's names. And, and some of the, the tips he gave us to, to remember facial features or sound of the name and link it to something very, very visual. And the more ridiculous and stupid the visual was that you linked it to, the more chance you had of remembering the name. I, I just thought it was incredible. That's right, Kevin. And, and I think that the great thing about what Mark does, it's all based upon sort of proven theories that have been researched by sort of experts out there. So uh, it, it's stuff that people can really learn to trust very, very quickly. And, and certainly, you know, I've always found myself bought into all of his theories and techniques pretty much straight away, which you know, I, I think is a, is a big part of it. I think if you really trust somebody to help you, um, and you can see the impact that it's having, then you know, I just think it's so, so powerful. So that's the first episode recorded, Dan. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see the way this evolves in the future. I think our intention as we start recording was to bring some aspects of what goes on inside the Grow CFO community out into the wider world, produce something useful that you can listen to in half an hour in the car or in the gym or wherever. and learn something in the process and today it's been very very brief on a lot of different subjects but i think in weeks to come we'll go into individual areas in a lot more depth and it should be, it should prove a quite a valuable resource for folk definitely kevin there's so much to cover and you know obviously far too much to, to talk about for, for one episode but certainly you know we'll be producing plenty of different episodes and yeah, we're lucky to have a really strong steering committee who can guide us in the areas of uh, of what's most important to the finance leader community. So I'm, I'm very confident we can produce some, some interesting stuff to benefit everybody going forward. So thank you very much, Dan, for taking part. So today I've been Kevin Appleby. And I've been Dan Wells. Goodbye. Goodbye.